This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all expenses paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current front runner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, Johnny G, standing six foot two, 301 pounds. He's coming down, folks. Still above three bills, though. From the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's John Gabris. All you got to do is trust me. Jackson, Maine from A Star is Born, still here. Yes, maybe you should take a second to think of a new intro at some point. Abortion is health care. That is still important. Correct. Also joining me in the High Mike Studios, my nearly silent host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. He is a dog, but this is one of the rare occasions my wife is not home, so he <laughs> is in the studio. It's a rare Arthur appearance. To be fair, he is now 14 years old, which is 90-something in dog years, so he is deaf and does not hear me screaming his name, even though he's <laughs> arm's length away from me because he's sleeping in a pile of still warm laundry, one of his favorite things to do. Also joining me in the Nine Mighty Studios, returning guest and a newbie. We got them both from the football friends that are gambling or who are gambling. I think it's FF Wag. It's Cully Crawford and Joe McAdam. Uh, hey. Hi, John. We talk like this on the podcast the whole time, right? That's what we're doing the entire time. I went regular. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Can you do that for? A, you think you could do that for a whole show? You could hold that energy. I think I, I think I could do it for a fifteen-minute set, and then I would either be. I, I think my limitations would be cardio and shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I that's, the, that's the name of your memoir, maybe. <laughs> yeah. the, the brutal thing would be is that when it works and, like, it kills, and then I'm like, fuck, is this who I, like, need to be now? And I have like, to escalate <laughs> off of this? <laughs> what a this nightmare. This is my first beat. How am I, what am I supposed to do now? Okay, just 25 more minutes of full-volume <laughs> screaming. Uh, dudes, so stoked to have you. We are recording this in late September, so we are a few uh, – Weeks into the NFL season, you guys mm-hmm. have the a seasonal podcast, uh, the Football Friends, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to go till we run out of money, but th- that turned out to just be a lie where we just keep putting more money in. We ran out of money week one instantly. <laughs> uh, we accidentally bet, or I accidentally bet on uh, esports uh, instead of actual oh, yeah. football. <laughs> Joe bet on a Madden sim. <laughs> it's, it was on this app, like right next to real games. And I was like, yeah, this looks. And I lost oh, a lot that's of money. heartbreaking, man. It's placing the wrong bet. <laughs> I'm so fucked up when I'm at the casinos that like the amount of times I look at my little piece of paper just to confirm or double check. Like I'll be at the like blackjack mm-hmm. table and lean over to a stranger and I, like some like a West Indian woman does barely like is paying and I'm just like, this Raiders is, uh, is uh, over, right? And she's like, oh, my. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I get so overwhelmed when I go there. I have to like run my lines in line. I'm like, okay, you want the 17, the money line Giants 100. Like, you know, just like saying it to myself over and over. They speak a different language at casinos. That's yeah. too much new stuff. I got yelled at at a craps table for saying the wrong thing. Like they have different words. I said, can you lay a bet on this? And the guy goes, excuse me? And I was like, can you lay a bet on four or whatever? And he goes, do you mean place a bet? I was like, fuck off, man. That's not... <laughs> Who cares? You know exactly what I mean. Oh, so gamers, if, if I'm at a blackjack table and you're like, is this over? I'm like, hey, can you not be a dark reflection of who I am right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you not make me look myself in the face, please? That's most of my issues with other people at casinos. I'm like, look at this fucking fat slob in a tank top and shorts. <laughs> Fucking betting $10 and talking up a storm and he fucking reeks of bud and he's had like a dozen beers. Like, who drinks beer? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, fuck. That's a reflection in the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) That guy went to Princeton. (laughs) The fucking uh, king of a tiny kingdom, man. The croupiers, the stick man, all those crafts people. I spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time at crafts tables. They... I have to like win them over like they are in laws. Like it's it's yeah. humiliating. I have to like they start off mad at you. Yeah, they just are like, we're pissed at you, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, imagine how I feel. I just lost four hundred dollars in six minutes. <laughs> you need to match that and be mad at them. Uh, yeah. Be the angry guy. Everybody. I don't loves have. It. I know. I wish I had the balls because, like, uh, I'm never betting enough to feel like I deserve to be mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I if one day I'll be a high roller, then I'll be like, hey, knock it off, you fucking prick. Lay a bet on these tits, you fucking pigs. <laughs> How much do you have to bet to be able to say, lay a bet on these tits, you fucking pig? What's the minimum bet for that? Oh, I didn't know you were a whale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Oh, Mr. Gabers, right this way. <laughs> Tit pigs? Okay. Uh, this is a special room. Uh, get the high roller room for this whale tits let's do this uh when we were going to talk we 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 decided against talking about football and gambling just because of you know to push people to go fucking listen to football friends a very fun podcast by the way a live show uh we did for the super bowl last year where we almost lost Cullen, so if, like, <laughs> it was at minimum, with more than money, baby. <laughs> I know we're pushing the fucking limits of the human body at this point. <laughs> it's funny. I had a, I had, I made a, a, a flank steak for to go over salad for lunch, and and I, as I was eating it, I remember like remember we were recording <laughs> together, and I had like it all washed back over me the entire experience of watching you almost pass away in front of us. So for everyone who doesn't know, at our live show, Joe made a bunch of brisket. I ate some on stage to like try and get everyone like encouraged to go up and get some food. 
And so I'm chewing it and I like swallowed it too soon to like speak into a microphone. And then it got stuck in my throat in what is known as steakhouse syndrome. And this is, uh, I, I hear about steakhouse syndrome for the first time ever and think <laughs> Cullen is riffing some fucking dark, hilarious shit. It's, I'm like, oh, that sounds like it could be it a sounds, real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I wish I was funny enough for steakhouse syndrome. It's some like doctor. donor cycle. It's, it's like a term doctors come up with to mock fat people, basically. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's, I'm just spitting up into a cup the entire episode because I got meat in my throat. Uh, and then uh, I was able to jam it down after the show and did not have to go to the hospital. Yeah, well, that was because I didn't know about the hospital part of it, and you were like, "I'm probably gonna have to go to the hospital again." And like your your wife was there, and you were like, "Yeah, we're probably gonna have to go to the hospital." I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then at the after the show, and I had gotten high because I was like, "I'm gonna eat some fucking brisket and talk and play D and D with the boys. It'll be fun." I highly recommend you guys listen to this episode. But then after the show. You just come back from the alley with like a beer, like sweat, like kind of like, kind of like watery eyes, and like, and you're yep. like, got it up. And I was like, I felt like I was fucking nineteen again. I was like, hell yeah, brother. It truly ruled. It all, it did feel like being nineteen. <laughs> like it was like he rallied. Like we we're gonna like fucking yeah. get you right on the fucking funnel again. The guy you stuck I, I, in the yeah. bathroom like comes out of it. And he's sober now. <laughs> I'm glad you survived. I got yelled at by the guy that was operating the venue. <laughs> He's like, your friend like, is a drunk and barfed all over the place. I was not I was like, barfing. It's medical. It's a different yeah. thing. I had he, to explain. He's a drunk, but he's not drinking today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a medical thing that happened. Oh, I love yeah, the idea that I get to the ER and they're like, they open up the delirium tremens beer they have in the pharmacy for me to like uh, do a beer bong to like force this thing down. <laughs> Beer bonging a 9.5% ABV beer. <laughs> <laughs> like making the monks proud. Uh, I like that uh, Joe got intro- uh, got yelled at by the guy from the venue. Not for having nine open flames in the sternos. We <laughs> 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 almost killed everyone in that room. It was really, really close. <laughs> There's like velvet curtains and like open flames and like sloppy people knocking shit over. Colin singing songs a- in cowboy boots. It was <laughs> a real experience. Uh- I truly I urge everyone to come to our live Super Bowl show this year. It's going to be even worse. I'm going to be I'm, there either uh, on stage performing <laughs> alongside you guys or watching nervously. <laughs> Speaking of watching nervously, um, let's talk about Catholicism. I forced, I forced that segue, but no, it's wonderful. Um, it turns out where we were all raised Catholic and it sounds like, to varying degree. I ended up accidentally going to a Catholic college too. Like I didn't realize yes. what I was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was not at all. Like there was a church on campus and like a, 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 a priest, a, fr- a brother that you had to have like a meeting with every semester, but it wasn't as Catholic as I, as it sounds, but it, yeah. it is crazy. Like when someone's like, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm an atheist. I mean, yeah, I was raised Catholic. My mom's crazy. And I guess I went to a Franciscan brother school. Like I guess I'm <laughs> yeah. like, Oh yeah, I guess I'm pretty accidentally pretty Catholic. And I'm I Italian. am entering the priesthood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good question. Uh, did either of you want to be priests when you were a kid? Because I did. I thought I was going to be a priest. Really? Absolutely. That's weird. I, I was that- like, well, I bought in. I was like, if God is real, then this is the important job. Like, why would I want to be a fucking fireman or whatever when this is like 
a ticket to heaven. Like I want the job that matters. Like curious. Uh, I want to talk about this because I feel like our age group is like the last generation. Like I think the year before the generation before us, parents might go like, yes, being a priest is a good, but like no money became so like rampant in the eighties that like my dad, mm-hmm. like no, even my super Catholic mom would be like, really? You're going to be a priest. Shouldn't you be a lawyer, <laughs> yeah. a dentist. Yeah. It fe- it feels, but that's crazy. Cause I knew no one. I knew some kids who were altar boys and, and like, were a little into it. And then I knew kids who were altar boys who were just like true demons that just like were forced <laughs> yeah. to do this. Mm-hmm. But like, were you an altar boy? Were you around the world I that was much? Not an altar boy, but I was like, I loved like all the religion classes in school because I was like really, I thought about it instead of just regurgitating shit. And like, the priest who was like, "I have a special connection with Cullen." Uh, and my okay. parents, okay, I wasn't so going to be a priest, but I was going to marry one someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to my parents' credit, they saw that and shut that shit down. Uh, he was like, "I want to tutor your son after school." Oh wow! Don't worry about it. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> I had no um, desire for this. This sounds like nothing I wanted to but do. But did you go to Catholic school, it sounds like? I went all, yeah, from being a little, uh, like, kindergarten to high school. I went to a Jesuit high school. Um, oh, and, shit. Which is, um, what, I don't, I, I guess it could be worse. It could be better. Uh, it's more or less like a private high school. Yeah. Of, well, right? yeah. I mean, the fucked up thing about Catholic high school is it's where they send the kids who were do the fucked up stuff and get kicked out of the, like, fancy schools. But they don't. The parents don't want to send them to uh, public school, so they send them to Catholic school. Yeah, that's that. It's like because I everyone that like a majority of the kids who went to my college uh, were from the tri-state area, and a major a lot of them were from Long Island, and all the ones from Long Island went to Holy Trinity, St. Anthony's, and Kellenberg, like the three big. uh, Oh, we played Kellenberg and Lacrosse in high school. (laughs) We went up there and got our asses handed to us. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're that's like all Long Island is known for is lacrosse and like casual racism and and red lines, Suffolk County cops, the highest paid cops in the country. (laughs) Like everyone's proud. That just is enough to explain Long Island in a nutshell. It truly that's really all you need to know. I I would say 35 percent of people aspire to be cops or are proud to be friends with cops or to be cop adjacent in some way. (laughs) Like it's such a weird thing. It. Cops are the priests. Like I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> be a cop. Do go. Well, if one other job matters than uh, <laughs> keeping my neighborhood pure. <laughs> did you go to Did you go to Catholic school, Colin? Yeah, um, elementary through high school, all through high school. Oh school. yeah, that's. Fu- I skipped eighth grade to stay in Catholic school because there wasn't a Catholic middle school when we moved. Uh, so my parents like went to the high school and like, yeah, he's pretty smart. He skipped uh, eighth grade. And they're like, yeah, sure. Why? Why not? So, Just so like, you wouldn't have one gap of no Catholicism. So I wouldn't be exposed to the uh, heathens at public school. <laughs> it would um, ruin your life and turn you around. <laughs> absolutely. I, oh, here's a fuck. So, okay. First of all, I did that. And then I went to high school as like, I think I was like 12 and a half years old as a freshman. Oh, that's was a disaster. Just, it fucked my entire four years of high school. <laughs> like it ruined everything. I know you don't get your driver's license till like after you graduate high school. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, that might cause you to have like a complicated relationship with cars as you become an adult. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything <laughs> about, <laughs> about it. Cars, Put too booze, much value gambling, in any vice. <laughs> Uh, for the listeners, Cullen's ba- Zoom background is the hood of his car. <laughs> uh, I have a car with a name. That's crazy. That's that's terrifying. That yeah, like, it was horrible. 
It was like I went and a bunch of adult men and women are there. <laughs> I was like, everyone's nice to you automatically, right? That's my experience. <laughs> and was, nope. <laughs> um, I was not in Catholic school. I was in public school, but I had to go to catechism uh, one night oh, a week, yeah. always, all the way up in, until I got my confirmation, which I guess was like 10th grade or something like that. But it's like I had to go and take like an hour or two hour class once a week, just about not in the summers, <laughs> thankfully, but like just learning about. And it that was like the, the highlight was it was kids from other schools. So there would be mm-hmm. like a new girl, at least like new boobs to look at. <laughs> and like and like maybe a potential friend from soccer because he's in a different district. But like you're in the same soccer league or something. But mostly it was these like parents of kids who taught these and clearly they probably taught for free or some nominal like church prestige or whatever. Every single one of them was an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> like every single person. <laughs> I, a dude fucking hit me. A guy hit me in the head with a pencil several times, a teacher. That because seems like too late for that. That was like a, a 70s yeah, thing. We're like, talking about like 94. This yeah. guy is fucking like wailing on a 12 year old. And I remember Kurt Cobain had just died. He was upset. <laughs> it it was only like it was one of like two times in my entire life that my parents sided with me over a teacher. Like it, nice. it felt like it felt like I was like the teacher. And like because I didn't even like tell them in like a sad way. We were like laughing about it in the drive home. Like my buddy was like, that was crazy when Mr. Donnelly hit you with the fucking pencil. I'm like, yeah, he was just mad because I knew what consecration was. He thought he was going to stump me. Literally, that's what happened. He's like, and you know what that yeah. and I was like consecration and he was like i, I answered in such a wise ass way he walked over and just fucking whacked me a few times wait you got it right and you got i got it right and he hit me it was yeah. about insecurity and yeah, yeah. now i can't uh, come unless i'm getting fucking wailed on <laughs> catechism uh yeah that thing of when your parents stick up for you it feels like uh it's like the scene with like magneto joins the the x-men right, like, right. like this is this feels wrong <laughs> yeah i i was like and then like i think now with a lot of my friends who have kids i just see them be like fully supportive of their kids all the time and i'm like man i would have been like a fucking either a nightmare to be around or a superhero <laughs> like I, or like a success because I, I the only other time was in third grade my parents came to like back to school night or parent teacher conferences and one desk was in the facing away in the corner and it, they were like whose desk is that they're like well that's Jonathan's desk <laughs> then my dad's like why is he over there it's like that's called Siberia he talks too much to the other kids so my mom's like you make him face away from the other he, I'm in like third grade and my desk is it, buried in the corner facing away from everyone else like 16 feet away I have to like look over my shoulder when the teacher's teaching and, then, and my parents like flipped out on her and they came home and they were like uh, I can't believe you never mentioned Siberia. I was like, I'm pretty sure I did. Like, I just don't think you guys listen to me at all. I probably thought you would uh, hit me if I told yeah. you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come home and be like, Mom, I got in trouble at school today. No, if you don't find out, if you if you don't find the credit, the, the report card shredded and in the toilet like I've been doing for like six months, like, I'm yeah. not going to tell you guys. It feels weird they leave it there for the conferences. Like, put it back. For- yeah, cover your fucking trail. <laughs> what are you cover- doing? <laughs> Cover the paper trail, <laughs> Joe. What? What's your? What? Well, what? Do you, uh, both of you guys. What's your relationship with Catholicism now? I'm. I'm sure I could venture a guess. Oh but boy. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know, Colin, you are a priest now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am a priest. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be a priest, and I am one. <laughs> it's easy. It's really easy. When I, you're a priest. They let you do it. 
I've got I've got no connection anymore to it other than like I my remembering shit. My grandma was really into it. She had eleven kids, uh, real <laughs> Catholic, just firing them out. Um, and she wanted me to be a priest, and then uh, I thought that was a terrible idea. I I don't know why like she liked it so much, but she was super into it. And she's just you know old people, you know. It's yeah. like, that's the was, way. You got to have 11 kids to keep your family alive, I guess. So um, it was like a real, like, normal, well-adjusted dude. Like, so I'm always like, oh, you got out clean somehow. Like, Yeah. I don't have a huge <laughs> lingering Catholic thing. And it's, it's, I'm shocked. Everybody has one. I didn't, no, nothing horrible happened to me. Um, yeah, I, don't, I just nothing, didn't like it that much. Yeah, nothing horrible really happened to me, except it's, it's funny. I still have, like, one annoying foot in in there because my mom is so religious mm-hmm. that whenever and, and she's like she's like suburbs religious she's like not reading the bible or like helping out at like food kitch, food uh food kitchens that's not the word i'm looking for but like uh uh she's not helping the community in any way she just goes to church every sunday knows the priests has like this weird uh sliding belief system that allows her to like go to a psychic to communicate with my dead father but not Whoa. like uh, yeah. that's yeah that's a, a catholic adjacent thing speaking <laughs> to the dead right like that's partially there's no i don't there. know about that i think i, don't know, I told my there's a lot of mysticism they got a lot of like saints and shit they, they i said talk to, to my mom i was like oh have you talked to your priest about going because like i'm always just like poking like uh but i've never i still have to deal with it and then like up until like a, a couple of years ago Every time I went home for Christmas or something, we had to go to Christmas Eve mass or Christmas yeah. mass. And that was a fu- honestly part of the and this is crazy because it's like only two hours or 90 minutes of my day. But it's part of the reason my wife and I just stopped going home for the holidays. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I not get to it. go to church. Yeah, I was like, you don't church. understand. I want to leave this shit in the fucking rearview mirror, mom. Like, I don't I care. Got, about yeah, there's this. a point where you can't pretend to like the stuff or do the stuff the this the kneeling and the songs and the holding hands and praying and stuff i was like i don't want to do any of the pretending so stuff like, anymore. like you said about catechism i was like later late in my church career all i did was just i would fuck that girl i'd fuck that girl that one looks good <laughs> like that's truly all church was for was just scanning the room dude like, I, natural I, disaster I, strikes here's who i'm going for <laughs> I uh, mean, I mean, I I have a hard time. I like I did that in my twenties on the subway every time. I'd be like, if this thing gets stuck forever, who's my subway wife? You know, like, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Jared from Subway. <laughs> oh yeah, he he gave us a hard drive. We should take a look at it when we get home. Uh, I I used to so Sundays when I was growing up was also the day we had Taekwondo, and so my mom would take. Uh, me, my buddy, uh, this uh, my Cuban friend Chris, and we and his mom, we would they would pick us up from karate. We would go get bagels, eat like a bacon, egg, and cheese or whatever, and then go to uh, church <laughs> in oh, yeah. our geese with nice. like I I would like if this is not the most like Long Island eighty shit ninety shit ever, <laughs> I'd be in my gi with a giant's jacket over it, like a giant <laughs> winter like jacket over costume. my gi, yeah, and just like. <laughs> But my mom always left after communion. That was like one one free thing we had. My mom, you know, we would get our communion, be like, and then eat it and 
keep walking out. Oh, like we you noticed get... those families. We we ah! kept track of those families. I think God does, 100%. too. I think God what I like about that, too, is it's like everything after community is basically just the actual community part of church. Yes. Of like, right, the important this person part. Had a, like, yeah, fuck this. I don't need to know about my friends and neighbors. I don't neighbors. want to run into anybody on my way out of this place. I'm leaving early, beating the crowd. Forget but Yeah, like, I was, like, like I said, super bought in at a very young age. Like, so for me, Catholicism was like, I stayed up every night thinking about hell and thinking about, I was afraid of heaven, like, because heaven is eternal and like e eternity sounded like a trap to me. So like, wow. I was like super fucked up by Catholicism and like the guilt and everything of it. And then like puberty hit and I was like, I started reading books and I was like, you know what? Fuck all of this at, <laughs> right? sort of at the same time. Uh, but it still sticks like, and not to bring it down too much, but like, the idea of God existing and loving me filled like a hole that is yeah. not, not, not been filled since. Right. Well, uh, I mean, I think, I don't think you're alone in that sentiment. Yeah. And I do think that's what it is doing for a lot of people. And I think there are new ways to feel community in like, uh, in the modern age that, uh, Nexium. Yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Midnight volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, once you once you're talking to the vanguard, you do feel a sense of community that, uh, <laughs> and you love his hair. Uh, I mean, it's corny as fuck, but comedy was has like been the closest thing. To, you yes, know, like, exactly. You know. oh, exactly. It's got its own like rituals. It's got, uh, and honestly, it's not corny. I mean, it is corny, but I am in it's agreement with hell. you. Yeah, <laughs> because that's like what I was thinking of. Like honestly, like yeah. UCB in my twenties, I was like, this is better than fucking God. Like I'm just, and we all care <laughs> about the same fucking thing. Like we all yeah. care about it truly. Like yeah, we all yeah. care about it. We all have strong opinions about the theories and the theology of it all. Like it's, we all worship like slightly variants like you know there's like slight variants in there it's like the protestant versus fucking lutheran or whatever but we're all fucking around yeah. under christianity there's but i do know that like no matter how much i'm like atheist and don't believe in this shit which i truly do not i know that when i'm on my deathbed i'm gonna be like oh no hell like i know it's coming <laughs> oh no I not hell yeah. <laughs> it better not this better not be hell coming uh, i it's funny you say that because I I am uh, atheist and have been for a while. And then when my dad was dying about like 12 years ago, my mom or maybe a little more now, uh, my mom, who's very religious, was so she she had this priest. She loved Father Valent. My mom's last maiden name is Valentino. She loved mm -hmm. this Indian priest named Father Valentine. He had a great accent and she was obsessed with him. And he was really mental. She like she would be like, I go to Father Valentine's mass. I know it's not on my schedule, but I like his oration or whatever. And then when my dad, my mom wanted to, someone to read my dad his last rites because he was in a hospice bed in our house. Um, Father Valentine was like out of the country on a mission and it, and like broke my mom's heart. But then she was like, I don't want anyone else to do it then. Then like it's crazy, that's and then a couple, yeah, and then it. a couple of days later, uh, like uh, uh, my dad was still alive. A couple of days later, when Father Valentine got back, and it meant so much to my mom. And I'm standing there watching a last rite ceremony, which I think I only know priests and men laying in beds from like exorcism movies. Yeah. But I'm watching, <laughs> and like, and I'm watching the look on my mom's face, like, and like afterwards, she's like, "Wasn't that beautiful?" And and that was like the first time in my life. I'm like. Well, how about you're not a wise ass in this one moment? <laughs> yeah. Like, how about you're just like, I? And then I just saw 
the the secular power of religion in that moment. Yeah. And I like got I like had a new level of understanding for it. Like for me, it would be like if I was dying and I got to see like a beautiful piece of nature or like, you know, or like yeah. a hysterical Harold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I'm dying getting blown while watching a Harold. <laughs> uh, but there's no mom, need to be though, like, like the Bill Maher guy about it. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's the process of being an atheist. There's which... never any reason to be Bill Maher about it. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's, uh, I, I feel like that's one of the things that I wanted to, to do is not be involved with the church and not believe i didn't want i didn't believe in god and then there became like a crop of like really annoying atheists that made yeah. me be like i don't know if i am that because that's not fun but then right. i'm just like yeah I, I can just be i don't have to like ricky gervais to be an atheist right. i guess i remember thinking like oh what does agnostic mean if these guys are atheists tell me more about yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. i guess yeah. like is there something is... else i can be <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i do want to say for your mom i love that beautiful moment happened uh, she was really rolling the bones with your dad's soul. I know. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> well, where do where do you think I got my gambling bug from? <laughs> yeah. uh, my I am my mom is a crazy gambler. She's yeah. constantly calling me, being like, "We can just go to Vegas, right?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, me and Tiff." She's like, "Well, Tiffany doesn't really gamble." Like it's like I'm like, <laughs> "All right, so you're like boxing my wife out of this trip, so <laughs> I can just go with just my mom to Vegas." Do you know how unappealing that sounds? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta do it go- once. You gotta I do know. that one you time. Do oh, do I've it. done it. I've done it a handful okay. of times. Good. We've done Atlantic. Well, you know, I'm from Long Island, so we did Atlantic City so many times. Absolutely. And then I went leaving that. My growing up, my parents went to Atlantic City once a month overnight, and <laughs> and we would have like my grandma come stay with us, and like we'd have to like like deal with her for all and her crazy this has nothing to do with what we're talking about my grandmother was just like a crazy liar like everything was like an insane lie like i'd be like dad you never told me that grandma lived in japan for a while and married a millionaire she's like, she's like that's not fucking true and it's like oh in hindsight it's like now that i'm a grown-up it's like oh, she was just like an alcoholic just lying to children that's yeah. a huge swing of a lie yeah, i know it's a massive someone swing. told me mima killed hitler <laughs> another day another day started with a nice chug of ag1 by athletic greens oof yeah baby uh you know me i love my ag1 i take it every morning before i start my day before i have my coffee before I go to the bathroom, I do all my I get my AG1 in because I like to start the day on a healthy as, as you've heard me say countless times, making that healthy. You know, it starts at night, you know, try to go to bed early, wake up uh, at a decent time, stay off my phone. And then the first thing I do in the morning is smash down some athletic greens um, so that I can take that one step in the healthy direction. And then hopefully the rest of my day will follow. Hopefully I'll eat a, I, I, you know, I don't eat breakfast, but then I'll have a coffee and then I'll uh, at lunch, maybe I'll make another healthy choice. And then here I am making healthy choices throughout the day. And all because I started with the first choice of taking AG1. Now, it's the it's like a real thing that you can it's a real healthy thing that you could do. It takes under a minute. It's just one scoop of powder mixed with water. I recommend cold water. It makes it go down even better. Um, so that's why I love it. I can't take pills in the morning. They make me nauseous. So with one scoop of AG1, which has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality, give me major benefits like gut, mood support, boost in energy, 
Hey, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. You see, girl, you've seen my hair, skin, and nails. I got it going on thanks to AG1. Also, I got these little travel packets. So even when I go camping or spend the like, literally, I went camping last month and I brought AG1 packets for me and all of the guys I was camping with. We shook them up in the morning, got our day started right. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens has got you. And they're also offering a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash mighty. That's A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S.com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Check it out. So now I have like no no relationship with the religion and I'm okay with that. And I don't think I have a relationship with like any religion really. But I find it fun in a sort of comic booky paranormal cryptid way to be like, what if like what if some of this shit is real? That's fun. I don't care if it is or not. But the idea like I don't care if like aliens are real doesn't affect me. But it's yeah. intriguing. Like it's fun to be like, that's cool if they are. But <laughs> like, yeah, what if the Da Vinci Code is real? Have you seen that? That oh, could... that's awesome. <laughs> it's that it's is like, awesome. It's like Catholic James Bond, and I love it. It's the it's the funniest. I need I'm to. Em- I need to. I'm embarrassed that I, re- I in like maybe a year and a half ago I watched all three, and I didn't even know there Fuck was yeah. a third one. <laughs> I didn't know either. This is great news. <laughs> Tony, have you seen the Name of the Rose? No. You gotta get into the name of the rose, my man. Uh, <laughs> it is a movie where Sean Connery is like a a monk who solves mysteries. He's like the oh. monk Sherlock Holmes, and he goes to a uh, an abbot like an ab- monastery where there's been a murder, and he solves the murder, and the murder's over like deep Catholic doctrine argument. Like it's the most ca- it's Catholic uh, Catholic Sherlock Holmes. It fucking rules. I I really liked gr- they're, they're like stigmata. Um, I, yeah. I like. Light- I like those, like, because Catholicism, just like for some reason when I was a kid, a a lot of people my age, a lot of boys my age really were into, like, Greek mythology when you learned it in school because it was, like, X-Men, more or less. Yeah, this guy shoots lightning. This guy goes, like, super fast. So, yeah, exactly. So when when you hear about, like, these Catholic, like, the exorcisms and the shit like that, that's where it starts to seem like D&D a little. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, and you're like, wait, there were Knights Templar? And then you're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell me more. And that, that shit, like, anytime, and then, like, Indiana Jones, and, like, I guess for, and what I'm saying is for a period of time, I was conflating history and religion in a way yeah. that made religion seem cooler than it really was, because really it was just about, about learning. glow in the shit. dark. I had a oh. glow-in-the-dark statue of St. Michael stabbing the devil with a sword. It's a good and I was like, this shit goes hard. This that's so fucking sick. awesome. That's an action <laughs> figure, yeah. That's- yeah, that's so rad. That's like fucking... Like, if Catholicism like, tweaked itself a little bit, it would be like fucking Viking. You know, it would be like Ragnarok. Yeah. You'd be going well, you know, like, like the, the, the Gen Z kids love, like, Catholic iconography. It's like a whole thing now. They're, really? like, wearing, like... Yeah, like the heart... Like the flaming heart of Mary and shit, like... All that like deep Catholic iconography is cool with the young people. The well, Virgin that's so of interesting. Or something. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I thought because I was Italian, like uh, I thought, I thought the cr- crosses went out after a while. But I guess <laughs> yeah. like they, their kids are. Uh, it's uh, now that you say that, I'm realizing my wife wears a Mary Magdalene pendant. She thinks that's <laughs> like uh, she like likes the idea that uh, you know uh, uh, an early working girl in her experience. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, 
it's it's funny how I guess it's not funny, but here's something <laughs> I, here's something I want to talk about with Catholicism. They're dying for more people to get into it, yet they make it the most impenetrable, yep. like uh, fat sect faction or whatever of anything. It's boring. Yeah, it's it's got it's ritualistic. It's for mm-hmm. dudes only. Like you know, <laughs> open the doors a little bit more. Yeah, so like, so just a little. Jesus. Every other religion has like every other like uh, verse of Christianity has come around to the like Jesus loves you. Uh, he like it's all about how he loves you. This is like you're born wrong, and then we <laughs> give you something that will help you. Like right. it's like. You're a piece Without of shit. This, God hates you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, that, it's hard to convert to. I don't know why you would. It's got born into it, and then it was just it got. It has to have blindsided them that people just stopped wanting to be it once they were it already. You know, like I bet you of like I, just anecdotally of all the religions, uh, the most ex. Like yes. uh, the most, I, I guarantee oh, yeah. Catholicism has the most ex-Catholics ever. I, I had a, what's the, uh, the uh, Mormons came to my house and rang the doorbell and I was like, hey, what's up? And they're like, do you believe in God? And I go, no, I'm an atheist. Uh, uh, and they go, oh, okay, well, let's talk. And it's like, it's, I'm formerly Catholic. And they're like, oh, never mind. And they just left. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They just walked away. <laughs> they're like, I get it. All right, bye. Well, it's funny. They were like, that's even more powerful than being an atheist. It's yes, like, I already went absolutely. through the crucible with a guy. I, yeah. I saw yeah, they're like, all... oh, you've been burned bad before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's so, yeah. It's really interesting because it is. It's like a high maintenance religion. Here's here's the thing that that blew my mind. Uh, I had a bunch of Jewish friends because I'm from Long Island, so I went to a bunch of bar mitzvahs and shit. And that all seemed like really rad. And then as I got older and grew up, like, and I, I always like I didn't understand like temple Hebrew school and all that stuff. But then as I got older and like uh, had adult friends who were Jewish and who weren't religious, but the idea that you could be like a secular Jewish person. I was Bro. like, I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. what? And they're like, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be like super religious. It, they just like they really just want it's you know it's a numbers game for Judaism a little bit where they're like, look, we lost a lot of people. Let's fucking keep as many heads <laughs> in here as possible. And and I think that's brilliant that you could be like, because then you just participate in like the fun shit. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like even Christmas is like lost its vibe. You know, and there's <laughs> like, like thought behind Christmas all the shit. No <laughs> <laughs> Christmas has no riz. <laughs> uh, there's like thought behind all the Jewish stuff of like, all right, we're gonna have a family meal. We're gonna talk about like the history of our people, right? Or, like, you know, we're yeah. gonna like forgive ourselves for our sins on the new year. Like, it's all got like it's like got useful things for just your life. My wife is Jewish, uh, and she doesn't believe in God. And she's like, yeah, a lot of most Jews don't believe in God. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> That's about? That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. That's like it's, like it. I remember guilt. My buddy Gil Ozeri, former guest Gil Ozeri, explaining at Adam Pally's wedding, they asked me to do the chair thing because I was a big, strong guy. And I was like, oh, and I had the most fun. And then I was like, that was so exciting. And Gil's like, what it mean? the meaning behind it is you're supposed to get them as excited as you- it's supposed to be as exciting as humanly possible because they are growing and becoming a family man. So this is supposed to be like, oh. peak ex- and I was like, even just that idea behind it. And then you go to a fucking Jewish wedding, it's fucking 12 minutes and food is being served. Yep. You go to a Catholic wedding, it's like eat the it's body of Christ and long. then take a bu- take a bus to a fucking hall where you get to finally <laughs> drink and it's like, 
what the fuck is this? And uh, I'll, I'll quote Adam Pally here. It's like, he's like, Jews are always just concerned that like, they're they're coming for us. So it's like, let's get this fucking over <laughs> let's with. Get let's eat. let's go. go. Let's go. Let's get to the food. And and like I grew up in an Italian American household, so food was a huge thing. But that's not attached to Catholicism in any way. Like, and it's no. like nothing fun is attached to Catholicism. Everything about Christmas that's fun will at Christmas mass the preach the priest will talk about how it has nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they like, make it the other thing. They teach you to be a like like fake gamer girl style guy about Catholicism where like I was like 10 years old and a guy brought an acoustic guitar to church and I was like guitars in church. Like, like what are you I, doing like, having fun? Get, get the fuck out of here. It made me more repressed in ways that aren't religious involved. It's about like dancing or enjoying yourself i'm like what are you doing embarrassing yes. yourself by dancing <laughs> like right. that kind of we, shit we like, didn't have any horrible. of that built into our like rituals or any of our shit like traditions there was no like even singing even like yeah. the, like and then like in in like when i was in my early 20s i went with a friend to like i i i don't even know what denomination it was but i will call it uh, uh maybe incorrectly a black church and it was fucking. That's right. I was like, I was yeah, like, are you joyous. kidding me? This exists. <laughs> yeah. I want to go home yeah. and be like, Mom, what the fuck are we doing? We could be down the street <laughs> singing our fucking hearts out, having a fucking yeah. blast with like, like the best music I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, also, and not I want to talk about corny. If you've ever seen like a live music uh, religion removed from it, if you ever seen like a live musician that you like and the crowd all sings along and you're like into it and you're like, yeah. that feels more powerful than like uh, re reciting the apostles creed. But about the music, like sometimes I will be like driving in my car with the radio off and I'll just like, it'll pop into my head and I'll be like, uh, uh, I have heard you calling in the night. Like the, <laughs> the songs are still burned into my brain. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else has that. Eagles Wings, that was a banger. That one was... That's literally one of the best songs I've ever heard in church. It does. Miserable. Yeah. Yes. But it's like it's I, it's one of the best ones. I remember it wasn't always a song we sung, and when that would come on, I'd be like, yes. And there yep. would always be some real old lady who's just kind of like... Yeah, yours just supposed to sing full volume, whether people are asking. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. else is kind of like on eagles wings, just letting yeah. like, the the canter really let it rip. And then there's always just some person who also like the people who do their hands up for the Our Father. They were like a <laughs> oh little more God. badass. You're like, okay, you're from a different school, lady. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's always one lady in church who's really cannot sing and is belting it out. It's like right. like Citizen Kane's wife style bad singer. <laughs> like, that was my grandma. That was Rosemary DeSonier. Yes. Uh, and me and my little brother used to always imitate them and just like crack <laughs> up laughing in church. Oh, one of the big ones that my mom got us, uh, mad at us for was there's a part of Catholic mass where uh, like, I think it's during the consecration of the body and uh, blood. It's like through him, with him, and then in in, him. yeah, me and my me and my brothers. It, I don't even remember what it really was because we've adapted it to through him with him deep inside of him. Like, and we just keep doing like all these like weird sodomy shit. Like, you can feel it all the way in there. Like, we just kept saying Stop shit. up his butt and around the corner. <laughs> Why don't you give him a little bit of a reach around? Right where the fudge is made. We I when I was real young, we had an Irish priest like a classic irish priest and i still remember like the cadence of him like 
forever and ever. Amen. Like I just like <laughs> like I loved his accent. That's oh, like straight so uncut cool. shit. That's that's great. I wish yeah. I had one of those. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's like as close as you get to talking to Jesus in like yeah. absolutely as <laughs> yeah. like an old Irish priest. And now like now that you know like like now that I'm a grown up uh, in quotes like think about these priests' lives like what the fuck is it outside even like what are they doing even the yeah. the quote unquote good ones the ones who don't commit heinous sex crimes like yeah, the elephant what are the they room. doing with their time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I here's, I think a thing a lot of people don't talk about because the, like, child shit is so prevalent is, like, a lot of these guys are, like, fucking the parishioners' wives. Like, what? how are you not? This, like, it is rampant. Like, it's, it's, the, it's like the head authority figure in your life uh, who is also, like, up on stage every week telling you he can save you. You're blowing like, my right? mind. Yeah, yeah, like, wives and single ladies, like, they... There's like priest fuckers out there. There's some, oh, I guarantee. certainly people that were made horny by the priest. It is like a, yeah. a, a rock star within its, its forbidden. own community. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also like that nerd with power, which we know like in every situation, whether it's yeah. Mario Batali, the guy from Ain't It mm -hmm. Cool News, the guy who runs a fucking <laughs> improv theater. Like, they, like the, the nerds, when they get power, become like really uncomfortable around the women. I like, am owed this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I've never really engaged with women on equal footing. Now I finally have power over them and they are going to pay. Oh, cool, father. And it, Thank you. And it is like I work in TV, virgins. so I've never met anyone like that. <laughs> Animation is not full of anyone like that. No. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of accents, uh, uh, when I was in, uh, you know, in college, the priest, uh, when we would go home, the priest was uh, African. And I guess my my church, uh, which my, my mom's church, St. Barnabas, would always have... Uh, would always have like exchange programs with the international priests on missions or whatever. And the big pronunciation for the African guy, and I hope this doesn't consider like a mocking his accent, but it just, it lit us up as kids was when he said Jesus, it sounded like cheeses. Yeah, so we'd like, be like, like Jesus cheeses. Christ. And so we would be like, me and my brothers could not get over like Jesus. the power of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Let Jesus inside of Jesus once said like all the stuff. And like men, so like we were like we could not get over it. We, my mom having to take three boys, yeah. uh, between the ages of like, I mean six to thirteen, like that's like fucking terror. We yeah. were like, and she's like, I just need my hour and a half of peace a week, and I got to bring three antsy ass motherfuckers who have no desire to be there <laughs> and aren't behaved at home, like you know, are feral at home, and now we're like you're putting us in a fucking public. It's like it's the most unnatural thing in the world. Like, put on your most uncomfortable clothes, stand there, shut the fuck up, while the softest voice, like, egg salad-eating motherfucker you've ever seen in your life is going <laughs> to talk to you about something. Like, it's right. just so, like, my my brain, my job is to, like, do, like, rebel against this. Like, oh, yeah, everything in your body tells you. Uh, you said earlier you would just, like, I, you know, like, I walk around and just see, like, uh, all the girls there. The big yeah. thing I would always do, because I was so obsessed with, like, action movies and shit, would be, like, if I was, like, I would imagine, like, raiding the church or defending yeah. the church. And I'd be, like, I would have a sniper up there. I'd set charges here. Or if I was, like, a super, like, and it's, like, 
I was literally just having dreams of terrorists attacking the church or me defending <laughs> yeah. the church or me attacking the church. Like I couldn't stop. <laughs> and I just sit there and like do because you you are it, like I don't think young people might not even understand the idea of being bored. If I'm being on, like if That's I don't want to yeah. sound like old man Less neighbors so. here. Yeah. Yeah. But like you could. There, it wasn't even like there was a thing to look at. Like, you know, like there, there, there was if there was. When you sit in a w- hospital waiting room or whatever, you can like stare at the TV or some shit. Yeah. But like that here, you're just like, oh my god, and, and you're just like, and then you you eventually learn the mass so well because you're like, yes, we're nine minutes away from yep. being out of here. <laughs> <laughs> when, once we're doing, is almost over. <laughs> yeah. Once we're doing pieces with peace be with you, like uh, whenever we were to get to peace be with you, that's when I knew we were fucking on uh, on that because we left at communion, so. I knew we had less than 10 minutes left once we oh, were yeah. Peace Be With Did You. Did you yeah. shake adult men's hands during Peace Be With yes. You? It was such a weird <laughs> yes, thing. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's such a strange to. thing. I mean, <laughs> I had like handshakes were so ingrained in my me, like, uh, like in the masculine, stupid way that my dad, to the point where like, I like, every time I shook a man's hand at church, they were always like, "Oh, you know," because I was like, "Hello," like, 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 I was like, "Yeah," I was like, would make eye contact, like shake hard in my little green belt and my fucking <laughs> knockoff yeah, starter jacket, outfit, trying to intimidate this man in front of his wife. Yeah. I, I would, ba- I should have bowed, kiss oh, old, yeah. la- old ladies would kiss you on the cheek and stuff like yeah. that. Like, I didn't get with that. You. What the fuck? Oh. I think that's a looks thing. I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> this is how I find out. I was a hot kid, you know. <laughs> I mean, I already told you I was driving the priest wild. <laughs> yeah, because you were a fucking 12-year-old in high school. That's like the fucking <laughs> That's, that's the fucking soma. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you were made. You had a fucking uh cross crucifix-shaped target on your back. <laughs> like, can anyone validate me? <laughs> like... <laughs> I got you, son. <laughs> Did you guys go in the little room for the for the confession? Yeah, yeah. The little we didn't. I didn't. We didn't have a little room. Yeah, oh, you really didn't get the Catholic experience. We had to hold there. We so well. Maybe we did, but I didn't go. Uh, we, we when we got it done, we had to go and hold their uh, priest's hands and then tell him a thing. But then it's like, you, I guess if you go back, that's like the first time we ever did it, you know? Right. Oh, because, you did it like on stage or whatever. Yes, yeah. you did because it on, the on first stage. one is like a step. It, yeah. Like, yeah. because there are the seven sacraments, nine sacraments or something like that. Right. That like, there's no wrong answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's 12 stations of the cross. There's X amount of sacraments that you like go through in your life. And it's like baptism, which is like an early one. And then uh, that that's like your christening or baptism. And then there's first the confession, then first, then communion. first communion. Oh, no, it's confession first. Right. Yeah. Confession, to- then communion. First confession, then first communion, and then confirmation where you get to pick a fourth name. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys yeah. get confirmed? Damn yeah, right. I was confirmed. Yeah. I was a sponsor for someone to be confirmed. <laughs> I, that, I guess it's like I a think loophole. I was my I think I was my little brother's sponsor. I think like because right, it's kind of like you get like a best man type situation. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was <laughs> it, it kind of is. I was my, one of my friends, one of my high school friends, confirmation sponsors. Um and we, it was, uh, no one cared and it was fine. It was great. Yeah. Uh, the priest. Yeah. That's like, one of the fun cool. ones. But then you're like, by the time confirmation came in like eighth grade, maybe, I think, I feel yeah. like. And it was after I had been to bar mitzvahs and I was like, 
this is yeah. fucking whack. <laughs> like, Am like, I supposed to get like twenty five hundred dollars and like yeah. girls sitting on my lap? And stuff? Yeah, aren't I supposed? <laughs> can't we make this predator themed or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Give me something here, Jesus Christ! Oh, no, no, you get to just... pick a name from a state that died a million <laughs> years ago. Yeah, and and if you're if it's a Gabrus family party, that means it's catered by grandma, and oh, uh, no. it's in the VFW because your grandfather was a vet, and so it's like everything was just in VFWs with trays of meatballs. Uh, and she's like, these meatballs can cure great. cancer. <laughs> she, my birthday present every year was a tray of meatballs because my like my pa- my grandparents were like poor. That and sounds they, like something mean was someone would say about you. <laughs> <laughs> it would come in like, um, I mean, Joe, you're familiar with like the sterno and serving tray world, right? Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. It would come in like a large serving tray and be like, I bought, I made Jonathan some meatballs, and now in hindsight, because this my. My mom's side of the family is the Italian side. My dad's side is the like side that all like lied, and we don't. No one knows where they're really from or anything like that. Mm. And his dad was abandoned, abandoned him young, so he doesn't like. We don't know any of these real Gabrises. My in hindsight, my grandma's meatballs. She was a caterer. They were just frozen meatballs in sauce, like, <laughs> yeah. and they were awesome. But they're, they were I just frozen them. meatballs in sauce, you know. And I was like, oh yeah, of course. And I'm like, this is what I got for for my birthday every year. <laughs> Was like uh, catering food. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what name did you pick when you got confirmed? Oh, that's interesting. I picked Christopher. <laughs> I was. I was. I feel Jerome. like that's a very Italian choice. <laughs> yeah, Jerome. Yeah. I picked Saint Dunstan because I thought it was funny. Yeah. And because uh, he was a monkey, right? That worked at a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it was before, it was before the, the movie came out. It was prescient. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Joe, what did you say your name was? I was a Jerome. I just thought that was a cool name. Jerome. It is. Yeah, I went with Christopher, weirdly enough, because at the time, one of my best friends was named James and the other was Christopher. And my middle name is already James. So I thought it'd be fun to be Jonathan uh, James Christopher oh. Gabris. Yeah. Hell yeah. But like, I it never really comes into play in life in any way. I guess if you're like super religious, maybe at your wedding, like it broke my mom's heart that I didn't have a priest do my wedding. Like uh, I got married in a barn and like um, a a roommate fucking married us. And that like destroyed my mom. Is she she okay with it now? Did it it like get resolved or is it like a still? It's not, it's not a, it's not a still long drama. Uh, My, my brother, I married him. He has kids he kind of had to do a christening like and ha- and, and okay. like he's he's kind of having to do that with his kids because my mom is like like that's too much drama to not do it i yeah. guess yeah it's it's a and i'm like thing. that's a crazy reason to do something i mean i get it too i don't have kids so like uh but it's like that's like two generations away at this point. Yeah. Like you can like, Adam, mm-hmm. <laughs> you had a like stand up bit about this, about weddings that I always thought was so funny. Well, I, I had you remember a, it or not. I had like in my own just real life, my uh, mother-in-law wanted me, wanted, you know, us to get married in the church. And I, I was just like, no, absolutely not. This sounds <laughs> terrible. It's an awful place. I don't like it. It's all weird. And they, all, Everything about it just bums me out. She like, like sat me down and and like really shook me down about this whole thing. So I had to like have a confrontation about it. But um, anyway, I had a I had a stand up bit about it. <laughs> I forget, but it was about like I can say it, it back to you. Than, <laughs> why is it different than like a Star Wars themed wedding or something? You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever yeah. thing. You were like, like I, uh, I don't my mom. She real. kept saying like I really wanted to be a Catholic wedding. I was like. 
well, I really like Star Wars, but I'm not going to ask to like stand up and have an old man talk about Star Wars at your wedding. Like, <laughs> right, right. Just, like, <laughs> it's it really it's really. And I mean, I guess if I would have gotten married at 23 or something like that, I might have ended mm-hmm. up doing that because I wouldn't have felt fully realized or had like super strong opinions. But because I got married at like 31, I was like, I'd already lived out of my mom's house for like eight years at that point. I was like, I kind of, you kind of can't tell me what to do now. Yeah, Yeah. this is not real anymore. Getting in trouble You don't magically see everything I do. (laughs) I I think a huge revelation for me was that getting in trouble is fake. Uh, And I think that's Catholic somehow. It's, it's, at least partially Catholic, but I was like, oh, you, there's no such thing as getting in trouble. Uh, they just really hold that over well, you for a while. They're weaponizing your own guilt against you. Yes, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have, I still, I like, I did uh, like an intense psilocybin therapy session, like uh, like one of those six hour trips where you like go do inner work and like talk to different versions of yourself. And I had re- come to a realization that I am still, and like my wife, like it had created some drama between me and my wife over the years and stuff. I am still like afraid of getting in trouble. Yeah, even man. though like if you know me based on my behavior, you wouldn't like. Assume, <laughs> but like, I know you act like that because you're afraid of it. It's like yeah, like, that's why I went fucking nuts in high school and college because I was so afraid of it. I was so I afraid, to, like... to, and my parents were, and I always like, and I guess Joe, you saying this is like kind of re- making me realize it might be under like the umbrella of Catholicism or at least like the fire is flamed by Catholicism in some way. But yeah, I always thought it was because I had super strict parents that I was like so, and I got in trouble for everything. And it would be like, anything would be like, oh, I, you know, like you left the microwave open or like, you know, like you finished (laughs) the milk, like all this shit that would get you in trouble all the time. Uh, I talk about this way too much, but on action boys, we talk about how we like our people, our age are like the last people to get in trouble for accidents. Like, yes. like I, I would get in trouble for like spilling something. Yes. Like I would yeah, like hit for some like. Yeah, yeah, I would get like hit for like the for, like not closing the fridge behind me, uh, and it was open for a couple of hours. It's like now you won't forget. And like uh, one of the action boys, Ryan, he has a son, he, and he's like, I couldn't even imagine like yelling at my kid for drop. The story Ryan told is his dad. He had an ice cream cone. He was going to get in his dad's car, and his dad said, "Don't you." fucking spill that in the car and Brian just went over to the garbage and threw his ice cream out and didn't oh. and it's like that's like the most heartbreaking <laughs> shit but also the real like that's the I that is how lo- kids are yeah yeah I lost my jacket or someone stole it out of my locker or something in like ninth grade but I was getting so much trouble when I lost shit mm-hmm. that I was too afraid to tell my parents <laughs> until someone from the school like uh, called my parents to let them know <laughs> That Jonathan has been coming to school in the winter in the Northeast without a jacket every day and wanted to make sure everything was like okay at home. And my parents were like even angrier. And I was like, that should be such a fucking wake up call. But right? just, our, our parents did not have wake up calls. Like, yeah, no, my, my yeah. that was that made my dad angrier. <laughs> yeah. and, and also, my parents would love to say shit like, you know, you can come to us about anything. I'd be like, yeah, that's the like, most that- unfucking true statement <laughs> yeah. you've ever said. You fucking. You heard Tim Allen say that, and now you were saying it to me. Yeah. <laughs> like- that's like fucking Christoph Waltz and in Inglorious Bastards. Like, she's yeah. like wa- walking to me into some sort of trap here, you fucking liars. I, like, I was like five. <laughs> I tripped and fell onto the dryer door that was down and like broke it off the dryer. Uh, and my mom screamed at me and hit me so much that she still like begs my forgiveness for it and i'm just like no 
No, I'm not forgiving. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your hand that... is still sore. <laughs> Sorry, that's on my mind every time I open a dryer and every time I pay two hundred dollars to talk to my fucking therapist. Like, yeah, exactly. I, uh, man, but you're crazy. talking about psilocybin. Like, I've been doing ketamine treatments from my therapist, and like, that's probably the closest thing to a religious experience I've had post religion. Like, truly incredible shit. Like, confronting literal past versions of myself and stuff. It's been crazy. Oh, that's, you know, I've, I've, when I did the psilocybin treatment, I had done mushrooms recreationally. So I understood it. I've never done K recreationally. So I don't fully even understand. Is there a hallucinogenic element or is it more like meditative in a way or something? Cause I remember like, like being around people on it and it didn't feel like it felt more like heroin. Like they were just most like of the time you're like zoned out, closing your eyes and looking at just random colors flashing before your eyes. Oh, and cool. like, so like when I was doing that, confronting I'm 41 that, and I just went, oh, dude, cool. It's man. fucking like, <laughs> colors. Oh, man, I got to try this. <laughs> uh, truly, I, I say ketamine, doing ketamine is like uh, you're in a warm Norwegian cabin and someone just told you everyone you hate died. Like, it's just the oh. best feeling on Earth. Wow, uh, that's great. Do you feel but, do you feel something uh, more than an acute change? Do you feel something that's a little more like global, like overall? Like, do you think like the treatment is helping you or is it just like feels really good in the moment and it's helpful. Yeah, it's less about the moment and more about it just like raises the sort of bottom line of depression for you. Like it's, it's really good. So it's not going to make you like cheery or anything, but it's just going to like the stuff that seems like a big deal. Won't seem like such a big deal, which is which incredible. Is, yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah. And so you're not like straight up hallucinating. Like I didn't think I was literally in a room talking to myself or whatever. It just like put me right there and made me like really stew on it and like picturing it, but not like, you know what I mean? Like it was oh, very yeah. intense. I was fucking crying on the bed. Like it was, it was incredible. Dude, I, I, I don't talk about this too much, but in, in mine, I, it was me and two different versions of myself from like at age 12 and at age like seven, all three of us in my childhood basement, like talking at the same. And I was like, conveying all the information to the therapist i'm like now the youngest one is saying but and like and i was fuck hysterical and the craziest part was anytime things were sad or happy i could feel all three of our emotions kind of separately going at once so when he when the eight-year-old was sad all of us were sad and i felt like three times as uh mounting of sadness but then when we were like happy and having these breakthroughs i felt like triple the strength of breakthrough it was crazy isn't it fucked I want to try. We should like, try jerking awesome. off. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boys. All right, kids. Let me teach you how to jerk off. Isn't it fun? Like the shit that you were told to avoid at all costs is what's healing you from the thing that you were forced to do. Like, Jacking off. Right. Yeah. Jacking <laughs> off mushrooms and is healing me from Catholicism and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's there's like. Let's 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 try to find a fun part of Catholicism. The only thing that hits for it is Christmas. And that and like because I went to a uh, public school that was so full of Jewish kids, that was the only thing that like Jewish kids like looked up to uh, Christian kids. Catholic <laughs> kids yeah. Was like uh, it was like that, the only po- yeah the only positive thing we had was cr- the only thing they were envious of was Christmas. I love the uh, picturing you like walking into high school dressed like Santa and all these like Jewish girls like who's that shoulders yeah. back strutting around. <laughs> uh, easy, Trisha. I'm gonna put you on the naughty list. <laughs> oh no, please. He's don't. like, we don't like lists. I was like, oh okay, yeah. got it. 
<laughs> oh, swing and a miss, gamers. Uh, yeah, man, Christmas fucking goes. It's such a, like, uh, a weird combination of elements that totally works, but if you had to reverse engineer it, make absolutely no sense. Well, it's just funny that Christmas Mass or Christmas Eve Mass or Midnight Mass is such a huge part of it for Catholics, mm -hmm. but yeah. that is the only, like, religiosity, or maybe you say grace. We weren't a weekly grace family, but we on Christmas and Easter said grace. Oh, interesting. Uh, but... Christmas and Thanksgiving, I think we some, someone, some old grandma or grandpa would make us say grace or some <laughs> mm -hmm. shit. Jonathan, why don't you lead us? Um, and it's like, Mom, why don't you lead us? Because I think you can't remember it either. Right? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, 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 and uh, but like it, it just instantly, the second you leave church, it's like, yes, presents, yep. shrimp cocktail, let's <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> Quiche. I was like, like looking up at the sky for Santa Claus. I remember that every after midnight mass or whatever, being like, "All right, now it's time. It's like time for the good part." It would feel like a Friday at school when you got out of mass. Yeah. Like, uh, like on, on Christmas Eve mass, you'd be like, "We just have to get through this," and then it's presents. Yeah, we got to go see fucking grandma and grandpa. They're two different, two different grandmas' houses. That's annoying. But it's presents, it's dessert, it's fucking food, it's lasagna, it's ham, it's all the fucking hits. God, For that reason, love I loved like I loved Saturday Mass because it was like you go to Mass on Saturday, and then you don't have it hanging over your fucking head all week. It's like you're done with it early. Right. Sunday scaries, fuck going to work on Monday. <laughs> yes. Sunday scaries is having to go to fucking mass on Sunday morning, especially like as you got older and uh, you were like, I thank God I had sports and shit. I would be yeah. like, oh, I'd rather like, I think part of the thing that got me so into like stupid activities and clubs and shit was like to get out of stuff because there's a time in your life where you're you don't have any agency where you're like your mom's like, I'm going to have coffee with Rhonda. You're coming. And you're like, what? Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm 11. Can, like, I don't want to be. She's got a, a six year old son you've never seen in your life, and you got to have to talk. Like, you so right. talk dude. about Pokemon. Do the thing. Yeah. Dude, that is the craziest shit ever is like forced to hang out with like your friend. I mean, the only, the other equivalent is like when you're in your like 20s and your partner, yep. you have to hang out with your partner's friends' partners. And it's like, it still yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it still happens. But I think we're a little more curated that we have so many of our couple friends are couples friends, mm, yeah. like all like kind of equally all across the board. But in your 20s, it would be like, this is my college girlfriend. All right. The girls are going to do blank. You have you talk to fucking Dan, who's like yeah. way too <sighs> creepy about fucking talking about fucking this girl that, you know, as your girlfriend's <laughs> roommate. You're like, OK, man. Like or that was like, always like weird. You ever vibes. try and riff with one of these normals? Like you're so used to like comedy <laughs> people, and you start riffing, and they're like, "No, I don't know what you mean." Like, it's like that's fucked saying? up. Why would you say that? <laughs> why are you like, saying oh, the most horrible shit I've ever heard in my life? <laughs> here's the most normy normy response uh, that you know you're you know you're out on a fucking limb alone. Wait, are you being serious right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, no, uh, no, it's another one of these guys. Like I must. You oh yes, I am serious. I do think we should sit down and both eat our fucking sneakers, you fucking dumbnut. <laughs> you done? What do you mean by that? Yeah. Oh, oh, fucking man. wedding table disease. I hate it. Oh, dude. Uh fuck steakhouse syndrome. This is wedding, yeah. wedding table disease is a fucking nightmare. Have you been to a wedding where they don't sit you next to your wife? Because I've been to two. What? I've been to one, and it was like the one of the first weddings I went to in my twenties because my wife was a bridesmaid. 
they sat on the da- dais or whatever. Oh. And, all, and so I was with like the scraps at a table. So I was with like, <laughs> I was I, like, what's the wedding singer thing? Table eight, you're going to live, be yeah. alone forever or whatever. Yeah. Like that was us. Like the mutants at table eight. I was there with like the single freaks and like all the partners of, and one of the guys was like obsessed with like, drinking like and you, i was too but you i know we can have all about we it. want tonight yes he was like bro <laughs> can't we, i'm gonna this. have like <laughs> i'm gonna have like 10 and this this wedding was so stupid it had only labat blue and labat blue light to drink like beers and i oh, was like oh yeah he's like bro i'm gonna have i'm gonna have like a hundred blues i'm like okay man <laughs> cool yeah. he's, he's like fucking oh yeah no i've i got one big beer <laughs> <laughs> The Joe's doing a carrot top bit right now. <laughs> Joe, where are you Labatt from? That you, you have a uh, you have an affinity for Labatt. I, I come from a thrifting family. That was from an estate sale. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I have no okay. attachment to the beer, but if you see a gigantic beer bottle of Labatt, uh, you get it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. and you're and you're allowed to keep it. Like yeah, I don't. I no. guess my my house is a little <laughs> different than yours. <laughs> this is my uh, you know Colin's cars thing. As I get uh, stupid bullshit like that. Instead of <laughs> Okay, fair. Yeah, mine is spending like hundreds of dollars on video games every quarter. That is like, and 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 then me bitching about the cost of like makeup and stuff like that. <laughs> Give me a break with this. Come on, Jesus Christ! What are you doing there? I gotta get the uh, five hundred twelve gig Steam Deck for twenty yeah. percent off. It's like uh, you're spending money on a thing that's societally expected of you. Like, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. My shit is uh, for fucking Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, shit, uh, yeah. So is is there other positivities, positive elements of uh, Catholicism outside of Christmas? I think like- Catholic school for me was like horrible sometimes, but also cool sometimes. Like stuff that like in public school, maybe you like automatically had to get in trouble for. Brother Gary would just be like, you're a good kid. You don't have to like, we don't have to tell the cops about this or whatever. Like, right. And I think that's because like, you know, teachers are probably paid a little better, have a little care about like the Catholicism element of it. And forgiveness is being such a big thing, you know, active contrition. Yeah. In public school, it's just like this woman has like, I don't have fucking time yeah, for you. Like, right I now. will be fired <laughs> if I don't like send you to suspension. <laughs> right. I was just like, yeah, it was like kind of a decent vibe at high school. And then like, I feel like pancake breakfast is sort of a Catholic thing. It's the only other thing I can think of. But yeah, that feels like Catholic. a small yeah, that feels like a small town thing as much as a Catholic thing. But I yeah. I know what you're saying. Like I, I I do think like if instead of Catholicism, I they they just made us like volunteer one day a week, it would have been like way more enriching than almost anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I did so, have like, to do that in high school. Uh we had to do service mm-hmm. projects once a quarter, which was cool. Yeah, we had to do that as part of like uh, pig participation in government. That one a, a semester, a <laughs> semester you had to take senior year. Yeah, that's yeah, like I, a fucking Simpsons joke. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, it's called participation in government. Everyone called it pig, and you had to take it in your senior year. And you kind of just like learned a little bit about like voting and like registering <laughs> to vote and like being a part of society. You learned like what you know, like stupid shit like that. No one ever once taught us about like credit cards or like no one even no. talked to me about like oh my college God. credits and like graduating. Like no one explained any of that shit to me. Like not even my parents. Like, oh, no. like in Catholic I was out school, on a fucking yeah. limb. Yeah. I had no I had no experience with that. I remember one teacher who was probably not the smartest dude just gave like sat us down 
and we watched a John Stossel uh, segment about like how the government's full of shit. And it was just like, <laughs> shit, that's, that's it. That's all I know about the real world is that uh, I guess I, John McCain kicks ass or something. Uh, yeah. It was, it was weird. They, we didn't get so much. I, I did have a weird Catholic loophole when I was young, which was that we were like New Orleans Catholics when I was young, which is like, Ooh, there's like that's shit fun. built into that with like, yeah, like Mardi Gras is you're supposed to sin before Lent and you wear masks so God don't see you. Mm-hmm. And like all that kind of shit, like red beans and rice on Sunday. Like, uh, oh, that's that, awesome. That had cool yeah. shit with it. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, my version of that was being a, a Long Island Catholic, Italian Catholic was uh, Fridays in Lent, you had pizza without pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's the Pope is like, hell yeah, good job. <laughs> good work, guys. You took meat off four days out of the year. That's the same thing as abstaining from something for 40 days. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's funny. Yeah, I forgot about the, like the regional Catholic shit because that that's cool. Yeah. Like that's when religion seems cool. Although New Orleans makes like everything seem cool. Absolutely, <laughs> <just> yeah. <laughs> It makes like degenerate lifestyle seem cool. Well, a funny like, thing about New Orleans is like I didn't even know what a county was until I moved out of Louisiana because it's all parishes. It's like divided by Catholic. Oh zones. right, yeah, that's it's fucking cool. That's <laughs> fucking <laughs> rad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, like that's it for like Catholicism. Like there, there's nothing else that's like cool about it. There's nothing like fun about it. It's no. all like. You couldn't even like trick an adult into like even in its like beliefs and its dogma, there doesn't exist stuff that like yeah. It's like I, of course this isn't like actionable, but isn't this an interesting belief? Like there's nothing. It's all misery. It's all of to avoid abject misery. It's all avoiding hell, which yes. was kind of like already what my childhood was, and like <laughs> yeah. like and hell just had like way more meanings than just like a Fucking- place underground with the devil. Yeah. Catholic heaven is you worship God for eternity. It's church. You go to church forever. That's yeah. what you're working for. Well, that that I, sounds miserable. It sounded, <laughs> like hell sounded like, well, I don't even get it because if it's like, if you're bad, you go to hell, the devil's bad. You're just like hanging out with like your yes. bad friends. It, like why was, why would hell be bad if you're a bad person? I never, it drove me insane that that was like the thing. I was like, this sounds fine. Everyone gets to go where they're supposed to go. It's no big deal. <laughs> I could also never unpack. I'm like, well, God lets you guys go to hell. Like, like, was, isn't he like supposed to be like this gracious God? And he's like, well, not if you don't do your fucking confession, then you go to hell. Or like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> not if you eat meat there. on a Friday. Yeah. yeah Imagine going- like a human being who is like, you use my name disrespectfully. You have to go to prison forever. <laughs> I know. You're like, I'm supposed to worship this guy. <laughs> like- <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, he's pretty fickle for a guy you're betting on the rest of your eternity on. Of like, yeah. a fucking baby. <laughs> Don't say shit while you're in heaven. You're gonna, yeah. This is terrible. Oh, that's fucking yeah. Uh, even because even the idea of heaven was never like articulated in a way that made it seem great. You know what I mean? No. Like, I had there was one never... version. Like, I had this is not even. I think it's the first time anything from church ever stuck with me. It was a priest talking about heaven and hell because it cleared up in my mind why it was a why it was a thing you wanted but he's like heaven and hell look identical in structure and it's a big table and oh this story i know this story (laughs) i was like this okay so it's like everybody's sitting at this table and that no one can move their elbows and it's (laughs) and and the table is filled with food 
and everyone in heaven is fine because they're all feeding each other. But in hell, everyone's starving to death because they refuse. Like everyone's starving and screaming at each other. Yes, and I was like, (laughs) yeah, I had heard it. I had heard the uh, the uh, the parable. I had heard was uh, spoons for arms, and like you would feed each other. (laughs) But in hell, in hell, we're getting into weird body horror. (laughs) In hell, you can't feed yourself. But in heaven, you feed each other. Like, you can't feed yourself with your spoon arms. You only can splash hot soup on yourself. <laughs> Which and I'm like, a little kid, to, like... I'm like a little fat kid who's like, soup sucks. I don't want to go like, <laughs> like, that doesn't, I want fucking chicken fingers, dude. <laughs> it's also, you know, not to be that guy, but it's like, you know, it's socialism you're talking about. Right? Like, that's <laughs> right. socialism. <laughs> well, that's what's really crazy about, I mean, like, uh, uh, this is like, uh, not, no one's not said this has been yeah, said millions religion of times. 101 shit yeah but this is what's crazy is that like what religion means in america is like insane yeah. you know what i mean like it, it has no bearing on like no one acts anything oh to be fair i shouldn't say no one a lot of uh, 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 uh there are people who behave in like a heavenly jesus like churchly manner who are right. using their time to help others and blah 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 but a majority of people wield Christianity like a fucking weapon. Like, and, it's like and that's it. It's just like, and there's like the idea of putting like any uh, uh, religious uh, iconography on weapons is like, like, you know, fucking uh, Trump Jr. has like an AR-15 with like a Templar cross on it. And you're just yeah. like, I, I was like, you're just, these two worlds are not supposed to be together. We're not supposed to be Christian and warmongering. Like <laughs> an, an AR-15 scope that says John 314 in it is a thing I have seen. <laughs> like Jesus It's Christ. fucking crazy. Uh, but also, even the heavenly people, it's kind of fucked up where it's like, like 14-year-old Trisha is raising money to go to like Africa to build houses. It's like, just give them the money. They don't need some 14-year-old girl to get in the way while they're trying to build houses for themselves. Catholic Church is, like, fucking loaded. Absolutely loaded. Dude, uh, in the movie Lawnmower Man, (laughs) which I just recently watched. Well, I knew we were going to get there eventually. (laughs) I knew it was coming. There's just a throwaway line in the movie where it's like, I can't believe you took their dirty money to develop this weapon. He's like... All money's been dirty since the Catholic Church started uh, uh, putting their money in banks. And it's like uh, just a throwaway line. And it really uh, uh, like illuminated something for me between that and when I was in my 20s and I learned that the largest holder of real estate in New York City, the most opulent real estate in America, is owned by the Catholic Church. Yeah, uh, sec- second is NYU. And first <laughs> is the Catholic Church as the largest landholders in in the five boroughs. That's Jesus. fucking crazy. So the money they had, like, the, and then and you're, you're you know my mom is like telling me we can't have this and can't have this and can't have that, and then dropping a dollar in the fucking basket every week. Yeah, hell yeah. We had to, we took like we didn't get cheese on our hamburgers because we want to pay the extra thirty cents. You're right. giving ten percent of your fucking income to this. We had, wa- we had water with dinner every night. Like it was like water. It's like what? Who wants water? And it would just be water with dinner, or you had to have mil- skim milk. So we were like, "All right, water is it." And then your fucking mom is dropping a. It's Christmas. We should put a twenty in there. I'm like, we should put a twenty in the fucking homeless guy who the unhoused guy who lives fucking who lives on the street four blocks from here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we figured it out. <laughs> we solved it. Direct mutual aid. It's the only answer. Uh, yeah, I feel like, and I like that there is the stuff. A lot of people are getting the stuff that 
previous generations got from church elsewhere. That feels yeah. good. Like the sense of community where they're getting it from fucking Zog sports, dodgeball, or like, <laughs> uh, uh, the Reddit, uh, uh, choke me forum or whatever, you know, like, like those everyone's, are, that's like, it. Those are the two things. <laughs> those are my two things. That's the Venn diagram. My, per- that's what my Tinder profile says. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Uh, uh, before we get out, and we are all headed to mass together right now, but before, yes, we, have, <laughs> before we go, we want to tell uh, the shitheads, the listeners a little bit about football friends uh, that are uh, who are gamblers. Football or, friends who are gambling. We chose the name because it was the worst possible name we could think of. The clunkiest name. Too many name. words, too many syllables. There's a parentheses <laughs> in there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome. Uh, it's FF. W-A-G. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 And Joe's pitch was to call us footballs because it'd be funny if we were named Paul. Can you imagine if we were both named Paul? That'd be awesome. It'd be perfect. So if there's (laughs) like Pauls out there that want to do this, you can have it. You can buy the rights. I'll sell you the Twitter (laughs) handles. Um, So it's a show where every week me and Joe talk about all the bets that we lost and make predictions for the next week. Um, and it's mostly just our descent into gambling addiction. Like Joe didn't gamble really before the podcast, and now he's losing thousands of dollars every week. But it's not good. It's ruining his life. We had part of the show like, is about this. <laughs> last week we had Dan, or two weeks ago we had Dan Cronin, the like uh, wonderful Conan writer, such a sweet man. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I really have a handle on gambling. You know, I like sometimes I start to enjoy it too much, so I take a break from it whenever that happens. And then like Healthy. the next day he's texting us parlays for college football. And I was like, Oh no, what did we do? I feel guilty. I don't think we should do this anymore. Oh, I, so, lo- yeah. I, I lost all the bets we placed on uh Super Bowl Sunday last Absolutely. year. Like you I are the most successful so- guest of the podcast. Though. Cause I, I, I hit that one parlay yeah. that we all jumped on yeah. the money line a- and over. Yeah. yeah. And you bet like 300 bucks and I had to pay you like 800 bucks on it. I know. <laughs> I know. And I, I was like, oh, that's rad. And then afterwards you were like, it's really hard to get the money out of this. Thing. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm it's so not sorry. your fault. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we like, we don't know much about football. We sort of go off of the vibes of the teams or how it feels. Hell lately. yeah. Uh, I'm a big Bears fan, which has been terrible vibes. Insane so far this year. Bad vibes. Wait, did, uh, didn't, a, didn't a coach just get fired and they're like, and, we, and we're not even going to tell you what he you did? Yes, yeah. they look at what it is. Yesterday I got a text from Joe that was like, hey, your coach is a pedophile. <laughs> it's got to be pedophilia, yeah. right? It's got to be, F- right? If the FBI Allegedly. is... Or it's domestic terrorism or something. Yeah. That's the only other thing. But it feels like pedophilia is closer. He's going to be the last Boy Scout, maybe. <laughs> oh, fuck. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's Billy Blanks, eight time uh, Taekwondo and kickboxing oh, champion. Yeah. And, and, and Avenger of Taibo. Yeah. <laughs> My other rulers. <laughs> So we're doing, t- we're doing bad, but it's, it's, yeah. I, I, I got my hopes up because at the Super Bowl, I made a shitload of money. And so now I'm like, oh, I'm flying high. And then it's, you know, you can't hold on. Well, you made I a bet- shit ton of money and the Chiefs won. Yeah. Which so I, 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 didn't, I was yeah. riding high. I was on top of the world. That's pretty fucking. Yeah. I'm a Giants fan. So this season is already pretty weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe that I shut the game off last week. Like I watched all of the <laughs> Dallas game and I shut the game <laughs> off last week. And now I'm recording with you while Thursday night football is yeah, happening. Right <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell yeah. We're in the middle of the game. Uh, yeah. And I got stu- I got to go do improv after this. Thank God I'm not going to stay home and watch one of the few nationally televised games I could watch. Uh, oh, sick. Here's my pitch to the podcast. Last week I hit 14 out of 16 uh, picks in, in like who's going to cover the spread. And then the week before that, I lost a thousand dollars on the Bears because I said they would beat the Packers. So that's oh, the kind of advice you're getting on the yeah. show. 
Man, if you hit a fourteen way parlay, Jesus Christ! I wouldn't. Yeah, fucking... I would. I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing this stupid podcast. I'd be a fucking Bermuda. <laughs> Uh, here's, here's something I want to tell you guys. There is uh, a little honorarium for guesting on high and mighty. Yeah. So listeners follow these guys, uh, their social media shit will be in, uh, in the posts about the show and in the show notes, listen to their podcast, take your phone out, whatever you're listening to this on right now, open it up and subscribe to football friends or footballs or, uh, FF wag, <laughs> whatever you need to search, uh, and, and listen, uh, check it out. And, I definitely recommend listening to the Super Bowl episode. You got Eddie Pepitone and a live D&D game based on Eagles and Chiefs, which was fun as hell. Uh, very fun. It was very fun. But here, I, there's a little, you get a little honorarium for doing the show. I would say, why don't I match that with my mind? We place that all on a bet together and we could go halvesies on some sort of bet. Dude. Um, Hell yeah. Let's do of that course. for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I will uh, message you guys all about this, but um, I will now Venmo you two X what it is, and we'll <laughs> we'll get in there. <laughs> All right. Fuck um, yeah. Joe, Colin, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty. Uh, thank you for having yeah, us. I always um, love coming on here. Yeah, please. It's a blast to catch up with you guys, Colin. We still have to do our survivalist courses. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I need uh two jobs in the next six months, two little jobs in the next six months, and then I'm game. I'll be able oh, to do yeah. it in the spring. Um, well, and uh. Check, speaking of two jobs, check out Action Boys, my <laughs> uh, my podcast, Patreon podcast, behind a paywall. That'd be great. I'm not going to plug anything else in solidarity with SAG and WGA, and not because I don't have anything else going on. But <laughs> I'm all hero. Oh, uh, speaking of solidarity, I'll just tell you guys this and the listeners real quick. I was at uh, Arts Deli in Studio City the other day having lunch with a friend. And a dude walked out of the bathroom with a fucking SAG after shirt on with like the fan. I like raised my fist and said solidarity brother hell yeah but he was a black guy so i, oh, I oh, was like, no. <laughs> like he came out of the bathroom we just saw some white guy be like yeah and i was like oh man what the fuck did for i the do thing, that? Not for the, I just, I yeah no i'm a i'm union guy I, I was in no no stolen valor cultural appropriation shit here uh, i'm in both unions yeah uh but that being said, uh, no plugs, bitch. Check out Football Friends, who are gamblers. That Fuck are yeah. gamblers. We, we are gamblers. <laughs> Thanks, we bud. are yeah. gamblers. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> no. Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. bam, bam, bam. bam, bam, bam.
There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs>